Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of the Frisco Report with my co-host, Mike. What's going on, brother? What's going on, brother from another mother? Biggest news of the week, the defensive coordinator position. We all were calling for it to happen, and it finally went down, Mike. We got Mike Nolan out of here, replaced with... Dan Quinn, Mike. So just, you know, real quick, what's your thoughts on, on the move here for uh, Dan Quinn? I like it. I like it. And, and, and a lot of Cowboy fans, respectively, have been, you know, dogging this guy for his head coaching career with the with the Atlanta Falcons. But, you know, the, the, there, there's coaches, Joe, and everybody watching, there's coaches – that really thrive as a coordinator and not so much as a head coach. Jason Garrett being one of them. Um, you know, Rex Ryan, you know, he was a horrible head coach, but a great defensive coordinator. Um, you know, a head coach, that leadership role, it's not for everybody. And a lot of pressure, um, you know, and I think Dan Quinn, who, you know, I, I really wanted, you know, during this offseason, we all knew Mike Nolan was going to get fired. We talked about the expectation last week. You know, what's the expectation? Is it is December going to save this guy's job, or is the other three months, you know, going to outweigh that? And eventually it outweighed it, and now Dan Quinn's in here. And I, I think we got to take it easy on him. Let's not give him the anointing oil, as Joe and Bill Parcell says. You know, let's not get him the anointing oil yet, but let's give this guy a, a chance. Yes, he had a lot of talent in Seattle. Richard, uh, Richard Sherman, um, Bobby Wagner, you know, Cam Chandler, Earl Thomas. You know, he had a lot of talent over there. But let's see what he can do with this talent. Let's see what they do this offseason. Um, you know, I, I can't confidently say that this is a strictly a 4-3 defense because he ran 3-4 defenses, uh, in, in, some in college. He ran some with the Jets in 2010. Uh, he ran. He's he, he's a three four four three mixed guy, um, but you know ninety seventy percent of his recipes four three. So um, I, I I like the move, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good move. Um, you know, it's hard it's hard to go from Mike Nolan to to worse. I mean, I, I guess you could, but I mean, uh, guys, everybody, shout out to everybody in the chat box that's watching this live around the world. We do appreciate you guys. How do you grade this, everybody? I want I want to see what the grades are for this. Are you giving this an A plus, A, B, C, D, F? Let me know in the chat box what grade you're giving this this hire here of Dan Quinn, guys. Let us know what you guys think about the the new hire. What you got, Brian Montez? Brian Montez says B. Yeah, Mario Flores a- B for now. We got an A in here, Craig English. Okay, got a couple. We got a C plus here from Jared Odell. Brandon Williams with the A plus. Yeah, so there we go. We, we uh, 
I grade it. It's a big question mark. And, and Todd has has a real good point here because it, it really is. You know, it, it's hard to judge this guy when he hasn't called a play yet. But I want to see how this guy handles, you know, guys like Jalen Smith who and Leighton Vanderess who weren't hitting the gaps right. You know, does Tristan Hill respond to the next defensive line coach? We don't know who that is yet. And to Dan Quinn. I, I Tristan Hill, he was having a breakout year the first four weeks before he tore his ACL. Uh, he was responding real well. Tur- totally changed our minds on him. So let's see how he adapts to it. There's a lot of moving pieces here. Um, you know, so Todd has a great point with the whole bunch of question marks. So that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, looks like we're seeing a lot of Bs. So, uh, you know, I think people are, are kind of like what I what I said when I – when I was breaking this news, you know, with everybody else, you know, it's a, it's a wait and see. We don't want to fall in that trap of falling for the hype. And then here we are looking like garbage. You know, obviously COVID had a lot to do with this, but, you know, Mike Nolan just didn't have a current resume um, as far as being a successful coordinator. So he already had that going up against him. You throw in some of these other issues of trying to implement this hybrid system remotely it wasn't going to work and it was a big time failure. Now um, we're going to talk about a few topics here about, you know, Dan Quinn and, and we'll finish it out with, you know, a little bit of senior bowl talk. So Mike, you know, the biggest question here, does Dan Quinn mean Earl Thomas is back in the discussion? Your no. favorite conversation, your favorite topic. <laughs> no, the, Dallas Cowboys and Earl Thomas ship sailed a long time ago. Guys, let me break this down for you. When the Cowboys were on the clock in 2018, they drafted in the second round, they drafted Connor Williams before the Connor Williams pick Joe remind these guys who called Seattle, who had an offer out on the table and Seattle never took the offer. It was the Dallas Cowboys. He hit free agency that, that year he flipped, he flipped off the bench, hit free agency Cowboys didn't pursue him. There was no talk of ET with the Cowboys. The, the ship has sailed on the ET stuff. The Cowboys tried <clears> to pursue him. It didn't happen. This guy is a lot older now. He's a locker room cancer. He did not get picked up by any team. All right. The ship on Earl Thomas is over. It sank. Let's call it the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to be a an, an interesting topic here. Obviously, you know, um, there's always the connections. You know, people wanting to connect Chris Richard and Earl Thomas that didn't happen, and um, even last, even this past season, you know, there was there's still talks of uh, this might happen. You know, there was a lot of rumors going around. So, at the end of the day, I don't think this will happen. But uh, you know, I think the Cowboys will you know, have to address the safety position because in this uh, Dan Quinn, you know, um, you got to have your safety. You got to have your safety back there and some with a roaming safety that can get and cover a lot of ground. So that's going to be paramount for this to be a successful defense. And you got to have the talent, right, Mike? I mean, what we have right now, it doesn't matter who you put a defensive coordinator. This team is still missing a, a good amount of talent. Wouldn't you say that, Mike? Yeah, it, it really is. Let's look, you know, and th- this is what the Jerry Jones just brought on themselves. 
is this talent being lax. I mean, you look at over the cop over the cap.com, they got $62.5 million of cat space invested in defense. Okay. Demarcus Lawrence is eating up 25 million of that number, right? So math wizards do 25 million minus 62. You know, it's about $40 million outside of Demarcus Lawrence investing in this defense. Um, they have not invested anything to this defense. Um, Yes, they signed Jalen Smith, you know, to that long-term deal, which it was a team-friendly deal. Um, but other than that, Demarcus Lawrence is eating up thirty percent of this defensive cap, and you have no room for star players. You know, Jalen Smith. I'm wearing his jersey just because it's a defensive-themed show. But at the, I wouldn't wear this thing, but uh, because the guy fell off the face of the earth. Um, he did nothing for the Cowboys. Sure, he led things in tackles, but, you know, to me, those are faulty stats. I mean, the, the guy, when it mattered, never showed up, Joe. Um, Leighton Vanderish getting the injury-prone tag. Uh, you got Jordan Lewis, Xavier Woods, Cheeto Bayouzier hitting free agency. Maybe they signed one of those guys back. You, you know, you got some hope in Trayvon Diggs. Uh, you got some hope. That, you know, Grandy Gregory can come back. He's a free agent. There's no promise he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy next year. Alden Smith, you know, he 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 put a little bow on his, on his career when he ran that fumble back for 60 yards. Um, you know, he had a good start of the season and fell, fell off the face of the – there's no star quality players, maybe with the exception of Trayvon Diggs on this defense. And it's going to take a lot to turn this thing around. You got to do better – Outside of Demarcus Lawrence investing in your defense, forty million dollars ain't gonna cut it for your defense. You put in, you get in, what you put in, Joe. Yeah, no, that that's that's exactly right. Let's see, uh, Lavelle. Uh, let's see, uh, doing great, brother. Appreciate you. Do you think we will bring back former coaches, Mike, or players we would have released now that Quinn is here? So, you know, could you see a, a scenario where maybe they bring back Chris Richard or? or one of these other former coaches or maybe some other players that, that we have let go, bring them back in here. What, what, do, you, what do you think about that? It's a good, good yeah, question. Well, real quick. I, I stand corrected. Um, Brandon Williams. Yeah. Randy Gregory is under contract this year. I do apologize. It's, it's $1.9 million on the cap. So I stand corrected. Um, bring back former coaches or players. We would have released. Uh, well, I, I think the coaching thing's done. I think they're just going to fill in a defensive-minded coach here for the defensive line. Um, I really – I don't think they'll bring back anything of uh, former coaches. I, I don't even know who our defensive line coach is going to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I don't think so either. You know, there's Chris Richard, Jerome Henderson, you know, who's a former DB coach for the Cowboys. He, was, he worked with, with uh, Dan Quinn. Uh, before as well. So some familiar names, but I, I think um, they're going to vet out what they have right now. And it's going to be very important. You know, the, the secondary, you got to figure out uh, who's going to, who's going to lead those men back there. Are you good with Al Harris and uh, linguist back there? Do they fit his scheme? What, what they want to do with uh, cover three, you know, and, uh, and this, this sort of thing. So one thing that I do like about this, and where I think you might see some hope, I guess, you know, a lot of this is hope for 
for uh, Jalen Smith is I want to see what he does with him because Mike Nolan came in here and said that he was going to do this and that and it didn't happen. Now you're going back to a scheme that the boys are more familiar with. And that's when LVE and Jalen Smith really worked really well together. So I'm a little bit, you know, um, happy about that possibility. But again, you know, it's, it's all on paper right now, guys. So, we don't want to fall in the the hype machine that a lot of us fell into last season with the name recognitions and and these sorts of things. But uh, you know, these edge rushers coming off the ground with the hand in the dirt, I think that's a good thing. I think that's what they'll be going back to. This is a four three defense with the nickel being your base, you know, formation for the most part. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to bode well. And uh, we just got to see how they uh, implement that. I'm, I'm interested on, on what they do with the assistants. You know, I would love to have Raheem Morris in there. You know, I know he was there with with uh, Dan Quinn. Is he able to bring him into the fold? I think that would be a huge, huge win for the secondary if they could get Raheem Morris to come along over here with Dan Quinn. Mike, what do you think about that? Mm. Mm. And Raheem Morris is a defensive line coach. Uh, she's assistant coach, took over the interim coach once Dan Quinn, you know, got relieved of duties, but he's a DB guy mostly. Oh, I, I like our DB. I like what our DBs did, our DB coaches did with with uh, with Trayvon Diggs. You know, someone brought in here, you know, bring back Chris Richard. I totally disagree. Chris Richard is the one teaching these guys not to turn their heads. And you've seen a lot of that carry over. And linguist and Al Harris wasn't able to break that habit. Um, thank goodness for Trayvon Diggs being a rookie with this new coach. You know, um, I, I think Chris Richard just coached our, you know, Jordan Lewis, Cheeto Bay, all these guys wrong and, you know, kind of wasted their career. And I don't, I don't know if these guys can break the habit of not turning their heads because we didn't really see much of that this year, even with these two new coaches. And, but we saw Trayvon Diggs do it. So I, I like what our corners did, what our, what our co- corners coach did with our young corners. Yeah, guys, let us know in the comments chat box uh do you want to hold on to these the assistants that we have right now linguist and al harris or do you want to let do you want to hang out and bring somebody else in here to to coach that secondary let us know in the comments let us know in the chat box what you think about the other defensive assistants on this team right now let us know what you guys think about that Shout out to everybody in the chat box. We do appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys hit like, subscribe, and share. Hit that bell notification as well while you're at it. We do appreciate you very much as we head deep into this offseason. You know, this is a great conversation. And, yeah, you, this is a defensive, really-minded uh, conversation that we're having here tonight, Mike. And uh, the next part of this is what does this mean for Sean Lee's future, Mike? You know, there's conversation that he's going to meet with the family. He's going to figure out if he wants to come back a year. Um, or do you feel that this is the perfect opportunity for him to move in with the Cowboys? What's your thoughts here on Sean Lee's future? Man, I, it's totally, it's total speculation at this point. Cause I guess we won't, I, I, I early predicted that he'll take a year off and then work into coaching. Right. He has to, he has to, I, to me, you know, he said it, he's addicted to football. So to me, I think he has to take that year off of not being a player because you, you seen what Jason Witten did, who, who has the same passion of football, right? Took a year off in the booth, but was still around football, came out of retirement 
and we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens if he retires this year or not. But um, I, I think a year off of football with Sean Lee just to get away from it, uh, not have anything to do with it, is going to help him transition to a coach even more. Because if he goes straight into coaching, uh, as passionate as he is with football, it, I, don't, I don't know if he can get the players 100% of coaching because he, he's going to be so eager to put on pads and show them how it's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I, I, I think he'll take a year off. I don't. I think he'll come into this thing ready to rock and roll. Like like we said, the addiction is there. I think that he cannot live without football. I think he'll go crazy sitting at home. Um, so I think he will. And, you know, Mike, I mean, not Mike, no, forgive me. Uh, Dan Quinn has has brought up linebackers in his coaching staff before. Former linebackers were on his staff. So I like that he kind of has a track record for that. And I think this – perfect fit for Sean Lee and I think he can do a great job especially if we're going to look and add some more young linebackers into this team I think you want to learn from the best a you know, student of the game you know uh, attention to detail makes you play faster when you play faster you make plays uh, this whole defense you know you can be a 4-3 guy but if you don't know where you're at you turn into a 4-6 4-7 guy and we this defense looked too slow this uh this season mike you know people were always chasing somebody from behind it seemed like so uh let, let's see what what uh, dan quinn can do there i hope he improves the iq of this defense yeah he, i mean i'm hoping he does what bones fossil did with our special teams yeah things were ugly you know but bones fossil totally turned our special teams around uh they were dead last in 2019 and uh, they, they were ranked a lot better here this past this past season that just happened. And I, you know, get you know, don't give me top ten. You know, top ten in your first year, Dan Quinn would be fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Top five, well, I'll, I'll go hit a. I'll, that's like hitting the lotto. Um, but if we can go from thirty second and, and and run defense, pass defense down to fifteenth, that's huge improvement. Get you yeah. know, in your first year, Dan Quinn. Give me that. That's the expectation. Take us from thirty second to fifteenth. You know, and, and points per game. Take us from thirty second to twelve. You know what I mean? And yeah. that that's kind of the momentum shift that I'm looking for. I'm not looking to be uh, worst to first. I'm looking for progress. And we didn't see we we saw progress in December from Mike Nolan. We need progress day one. Hit the ground running. Go from Go, go from the last of the pack to the middle of the pack. As explosive as our offense is, if they can get the ball back to them, we're going to win five more games. We could have been 11, 11 and five this year if our defense played better early on. Yeah, forcing turnovers was a big thing with uh, with Dan Quinn leading a boom, you know, turning the ball over, forcing turnovers, you know, punching the ball out. I think, you know, like you just mentioned, Mike, they finished the, the season pretty strong you know, turning the ball over. A lot of those victories, we had multiple turnovers, and that really turned the tide in a lot of the close games after the half. Um, we're going to need that in here. Like you said, if we can just get be a, a middle-of-the-road defense going from 32 to, you know, middle of the pack, uh, you're, you're doing good already. Um, you know, revamping the defense, is a, it's a multi-year uh, thing. So 
I think you got a good foundation with some young cats in here like Gallimore. I think this guy really is uh, somebody that's going to do really well for the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs, you mentioned, uh, led led the team, man. I mean, he's like your number one DB right now, you know. And uh, we'll see what, what uh, Bradley and I does for us. Uh, you know, what, what the heck was the deal there with that? So hopefully he gets a shot and, and can compete for, for some playing time this upcoming season. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a great point about you know Reggie Robinson, Bradley, and I. Yeah. You know, maybe may, maybe in this interview process they talked about these two guys because Dan Quinn was a head coach. He scouted a lot of these same players for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, maybe he had you know Bradley and I or <clears throat> or Reggie Robinson high on their board, and they just went a different direction. You know, may, maybe Dan Quinn. Maybe that got brought up in the interview. You know, we had, you know, a fifth-round, fourth-round pick sitting on the bench. We had a sixth-round pick sitting on the bench. How can you develop these guys? Uh, because we can't afford on defense to lose these two guys. You know, maybe that was part of the interview process too. Um, you know, it's yeah. going to be very interesting to see, you know, what Bradley and I's role will be in a Dan Quinn defense and, you know, a Reggie Robinson. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a pretty pretty good, you know, defensive class for the Cowboys. Um and these guys have untapped potential, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's something to look forward to. You know, you have these guys as, as some um, foundational players, but you got to add more. And that's what I want to see the Cowboys do in the draft. I want to see us be aggressive in the draft defense. You know what I mean? Uh, best player yeah, available. And, this kind of thing. alignment. Yeah, you probably have to need to address that. But, man, it, it's got to be in the trenches. We got to get better. We got to get a faster uh, – you know, players out there, you know, uh, we just talked about Sean Lee. Let's talk about the jersey that you're wearing there, 54, Mike, and everybody watching. Is this is this going to be the last chance for Jalen Smith to become an impact player for the Cowboys? If, if he doesn't turn it around in the eyes of the fans and this kind of thing, do you think there'll be too much pressure, you know, that this might be his last season? What's your thoughts on, on Jalen Smith here with, with Dan Quinn now at the helm? Yeah, so if the Cowboys cut him right now, they'll save four hundred million or four hundred thousand dollars on the cap. Um, if they trade him, same same amount. This is pre, but if you go to post June, Joe, if they if they cut, they can cut Jalen Smith after June first and save seven point two million dollars on the cap. Okay, um, I, I I think if he has a bad off season. Jalen Smith, to me, is one of the biggest crybabies. This guy literally talked about simplifying the defense more. Alden Smith said it's already simplified. What, what, what more can you do to simplify this thing? I think if Jalen Smith has a bad offseason, we could trade this guy post-June 1, recruit some money back, and build around somebody better. Um, I, 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 Jalen Smith has to step up and, and, and really – wrap his arms around Dan Quinn some form or fashion because this guy's this guy could be cut post June one and it's and, and and it's nothing to the Cowboys. So it's gonna be very interesting to see, you know, how they do that. But Jalen Smith has to step up. I mean this this guy, as soon as he got paid, what are you talking about? Being an entrepreneur. Sure, you're doing good things for the for the Dallas community and and, and making minorities, Latino and black uh, Americans you know, better by investing and, and building business. But
But at the end of the day, you're a football player. And if you're not making plays, you, you're no good. You're no good. Yeah, guys, let us know what you guys want to do. As, as a fan of the Cowboys, do you want to give him another year here with Dan Quinn? Or are you ready to cut ties with Jalen Smith? Let us know in the comments in the chat box what you want to do with Jalen Smith. And like I said, they're kind of reverting back to a familiar scheme. You know what I mean? With, with Chris Richard and Dan Quinn. So the success there, I think this is going to be a huge, huge year for the linebackers. You know, they're, they're going to sink or swim. You know, we have uh, LVE. He's entering his fifth year consideration. The Cowboys have until, you know, uh, before the draft or whatever to designate whether or not they're going to bring back Leighton Vander Esch on the fifth year option next season. So, uh, you know, if, if he has a great season, that'll look like a great move for the Cowboys. $10 million approximate for the fifth year for 2022. So if he does well again, stays healthy, that's the biggest thing with LVE. Um, and then, uh, you know, Jalen Smith, if these two guys can feed off each other like they did two seasons ago, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll be okay. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, speculation and projection uh, right now. So we'll have to see what they do there with those two guys there. But I think it's a very big year for those two linebackers, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because if Leighton Vander Esch gets injured, NFL Network put out, you know, fifth-year options, and Leighton Vander Esch was a no. Um, I, I think if he gets hurt again, I don't think you can put that fifth-year option on him. Um, it's just too risky. Um, you know, Jalen Smith, I, I give him this off season, you know, and I think he's going to get traded if he, if he, if he has a bad off season, um, if he's very sluggish, Cowboys going to get rid of him. Um, and you know, I, it is a, it's a big time thing it, that that stinks because Joe Thomas, uh, March, Justin March, Sean Lee, all these guys were on one year deals. Um, you're going to need guys like St. Francis Bernard, you know, Stepping up. The Saint. Francis <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it, it is. It's going to be a big year for the linebackers. Um, we'll see what they do there with that. You have to think that the Cowboys are probably going to throw a draft pick at a linebacker somewhere in this draft class. You know, um, and, and I'm not talking like fifth, sixth, or seventh round. And I feel like this team needs to throw in another pretty solid guy is a, maybe even a future piece, you know, within the first three rounds of a linebacker. You know, you might be able to push that to the fourth, but I think if you want to get somebody that you can really, you know, lean on and that can contribute right away as far as a linebacker, first three rounds for me, Mike, I think uh, is where you might have to grab somebody uh, as far as a linebacker goes. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Potential free agents. Now that we know that uh, Dan Quinn is the the uh, defensive coordinator, you know we're we're probably not looking at you know the the big three four nose tackles anymore. I think that's probably off the table. But you know um, you you would love to bring in a guy like a Dalvin Tomlinson if if the Giants don't re-sign him or tag him. I think this guy would be a huge boost to the defense. It would be costly, however, Mike. Um, but uh, you, you have some that might hit the, the market. And I think, like we said, you have something good here with Donovan Wilson. You got to get the other piece and the safeties, I think are the key to this, 
to this cover three defense, right? So, you know, do you want to get somebody like a Marcus May, uh, Marcus Williams, or, you know, do you want to trade for somebody? Do you want to get Justin Simmons? What's your kind of thought here on, on how the Cowboys might attack free agency now that we know that we're going four, three, Dan Quinn. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys need to go out there, maybe get them a, a couple of linebackers in free agency just to protect yourself from the drafts. You're not reaching there. Um, dip into some, some, some free safeties. Um, so you, so you're not reaching in the draft there and, and, and set themselves up to go best player available. Um, you know, the uh, I uh, they I, I get it. I, I I get why they drafted CD Lamb. All right, but I don't know if you can take that chance. Um, you know, getting that star offensive player, um, and, unless it's a you know the next Tyron Smith on the offensive line, right? I, I, if they go offensive line first round in, in the draft, I get it. You know, you got to replace somebody. And uh, but I don't know if you can afford that. You got you got to set yourself up in this free agency for the draft so you can go BPA on defense, right? Maybe offense, maybe just maybe. But they 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 they, they it's going to be hard too because if they signed if they signed Dak Prescott to a long year deal to a long term deal, that's going to help the salary cap. The salary cap ain't budget anywhere. Hell, it might decrease, right? So. Um, if they franchise tag them, we're going to be getting the third tier again uh, and, and hope, you know, for, you know, a George Selvey or a Jeremy Mincy, you know, mm. someone impactful like that to step up. But, mm. you know, it, the DAC watch, and that's why it's so hard to talk about free agency and to talk about the draft because DAC watch, what are they going to do with DAC? That's going to help me, number one, build my board. That's going to help me know what we're going to do in free agency. Um the DAC watch is on, Joe. Yeah, and, and, and maybe maybe this facilitates that uh, a little further now that they know, okay, we're 4-3 team. We're not doing the hybrid crap, 3-4, nothing like that. Maybe this facilitates uh, speeding up these negotiations. You know, I, I do not want this thing to drag on, I, and I don't want to pay that $38 million price tag for franchise tax. So, you know. Back up what you're saying, Jerry. You say that, yeah, and Stephen Jones, both these guys. Hey, this is the guy, Andy Dalton. It's it's Dak's team. It's not yours. And all, all these other quotes that they put out there. Well, if that's what it is, get this done right now. That way, you know we can we can see what we have. You know, free agency, Mike. I think that's a great point, man. Uh, we we gotta we gotta figure that thing out because if if these guys want to go franchise tag. You know, there's not going to be a lot of money available there, you know, to, to get a premium week one free agency type of guy. We're going to be going down the same road again, week three, week four, washed up players, Geno Atkins, these kinds of guys. I mean, I, I, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Uh, we got duped in that last year. It, it was horrible. The, this front office really needs to, to step up this offseason, Mike. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to. They Like you said, put the money where the mouth is. It, you know, signing Dan Quinn to a three-year deal, signing, uh, extending Kellen Moore to a three-year deal, that, that's, a, that's, that's a short window for success. That means they're still all in it. They think the window is three years to win a Super Bowl because you, you, you signed Dan Quinn there. 
You signed Kellen Moore. So the Super Bowl window in Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones is minus three years. Yeah. But I don't see if the pandemic's happening and people don't get vaccines and they can't fill stadiums, the salary cap's going to keep going down. So I don't see how that's a three-year window because the, if the salary cap is declining, it's really going to hurt football teams. It really is. And it's going to be very interesting to see. I bring up a point as far as the three-year window because we know Kellen Moore got extended for three years. And coincidentally, you know, we're finding out that Dan Quinn is on a three-year deal. So, you know, is there a roadmap here as far as a, a potential, you know, secession as far as the next coaches, you know, the, the, the Cowboys have, have shown that they have done this before. You know, they did it with Wade Phillips and Garrett. You know, uh, speculation that, that this is already in place here with Kellen Moore. You know, you bring in Dan Quinn. Do you train up Sean Lee? That, that's what I'm saying. I think Sean Lee comes in here immediately, a linebacker coach, moves up in the game, and, and here you are in a couple seasons, four seasons from now. Kellen Moore. Sean Lee, the general. I mean, the general. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't that be a crazy thing? I mean, that would be that would be something that the Cowboys would do. <laughs> I mean, it really does seem like something that they would do, you know. So mm-hmm. something to, something to keep in mind. I think that's a great point. The three year mark. Let's see where these guys are at. But we got to see the improvement. And this NFC East, as bad as it was this year, I think you're going to see improvement by all the teams, probably except for the Eagles. I think those guys are a complete mess right now. <laughs> But you, you got to – I mean, Washington's got that monster defense. They're, I think mm. they're a quarterback and another wide receiver away from from pretty damn good, to be honest. Ron Rivera and, runs a tight ship there. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Mike. Did the Redskins sweep us? They swept us, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this swept so, the out of us. <laughs> and that's <laughs> – and so, you know, we play the, – the, you have to build around your division, right? Yeah, uh, I, I think with a healthy Dak Prescott or, or 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 a healthy quarterback in general, right? That that can play to the level of Dak Prescott more. You you, I think it's going to help you, but you got to invest in your offensive line because how beefy that. Look at what in Week 17 what the Giants did. Look what their defensive line did to us, right? Tyron Smith isn't getting any older. Zach Martin, Ty, Lyle Collins, these guys. So you got to invest in your offensive line somewhere because that. We're going to keep getting swept. It don't matter how good your offense is or your defense is. That defense in Washington is only going to get better. Um, so you, you got to build your draft picks around your division too. And uh, if we don't fix that offensive line and we don't fix this defense, you look at what the Giants did to us week 17, and we had the momentum. We had a three-game winning streak. They had a three-game losing streak. All right? You, you look what, what happened there. The Redskins yeah. just swept us. The Eagles, like you said, are going to be trash. If we don't do something now, Joe, we're going to get swallowed up by the Giants and the Redskins, hands down, all day. Yeah, it's a chess match. You gotta, you gotta. They're gonna make a move. You gotta make the move. You know, we kind of touched on that last year. You know, and I think for the Cowboys' sake, you gotta invest in that defensive line. You gotta invest in defense. It's been ignored way too much. These guys are are doing things that are going to start pressuring the Cowboys a lot more. And, you know, they got some new talent coming in as well. So, well, you know, I think we're going to put ourselves in good position, but they got to execute this uh, once once the bullets start flying. You know what I mean? I, a lot of us fell into the on-paper crap and the name recognition and, and this and that. Like, 
for me, Mike, the 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 thing about uh, our tackles that was the biggest thing that affected this this team. You know, you you couldn't get the ball out with with Dalton. I mean, he had some good games here and there, but he was under duress. You know, Terrence Steele, even in year two, he's you know, who knows how he's gonna be, but. Yeah, uh, you, you know, if they go offensive tackle early, it wouldn't surprise me. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's something that's low key going to be on the radar for the Cowboys. And, um, you know, again, uh, in, the, in the opening round, so it, it could happen. But Mike and everybody out there, let me know what you guys think about this conversation here. Make sure you guys hit like on this video while you're at it. We do appreciate you. And, uh, and everything, everybody that's out there, we do appreciate you very, very much as we head deep into this offseason. You know, um, I'm interested to see what they do with, with the assistants. You know, the, that, that could be exciting. Um, so we'll see what we do there. Then now, Mike, as far as the draft, you know, we do have the senior bowl coming up and, and that kind of thing. So let's kind of let's kind of hit on, on, on this here. How does Dan now affect what the Cowboys do in the draft. What's your gut feeling on, on what a Dan Quinn defense does for the scouting? Oh, I, I think you're going to get those six one corners. Yeah. Um, you know, that back to that Chris Richard stuff. Yep. You know, I, I seen a tweet that said, well, hell, you should have just kept Chris Richard. And I, I giggled and I almost agreed with it. Um, you know, I think you're going to get the six, one corners. I think you're going to, I think you're going to get some beefy, like uh, Michael Bennett type of players for the defensive line. Somebody feisty, someone that has heart. Michael, I, I think Lavelle Gallimore fits perfect in a Dan Quinn scheme. You know, I think you're going to see a lot more of that type of player. Um, you know, fast, get to, you know, get to the quarterback, nice swim, nice bull rush, um, there in the interior. Um, I, you know, I think you, like you know he drafted Tack McKinley, you know, a kind of like a, a slimmer, to, almost like Randy Gregory when he first got drafted. Um, uh, you know that Tack McKinley guy. Um, you're gonna see some younger, some hybrid defensive ends. I think with Dan Quinn, I think you're gonna see some fast linebackers. Dan Quinn loves fast linebackers, physical linebackers. You look at Bobby Wagner, what he you know what he puts together over there with Pete Carroll. Um. I think that's how it changes. I think you're going to get some beefier, some baconators. Let's bring that back for 2021. Mm-hmm. Some baconators in that D line, and you're going to get yeah. some some pencils. You know, we're not, we're not going to get no Orlando, Orlando Scandrick. You know, <clears throat> we're not going to get you know that 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 size. You know, we're going to get some tall corners, and and you know Trayvon Diggs fits what Dan Quinn likes, and I I think we're going to really love what our defense can be here in a couple of years if they can hit on a lot of these players that they draft. Yeah, I think you know that right on the head with with the the height requirements here for the Cowboys. You know, it's uh to you know to Chris Richard and these guys six foot and and above six one and uh, for your your safeties as well. So you know, I, I know a lot of fans will want to talk about like Asante Samuel uh, Jr. and these kind of these are legit playmakers, but unfortunately. The way the Cowboys front office scouting department and the coaches they they have stuck by that mark, you know, um, you know pr- pretty well for the. I know Jordan Lewis was was below that, but that was before we got in uh, Richard, and now we're going back to that same kind of 
what is what is Dan Quinn like out of his corners, you know, and, and this type of thing. So, yeah, I agree. And, and uh, you know, affecting the quarterback from the middle of the defense, you know, I, they had a pretty good rotation there, defensive tackles with Seattle, Legion of Boom, you know. So we'll see what Tristan Hill does. Uh, Gallimore, I think, is definitely the guy to watch there. Um, you know, they're talking about McCoy maybe coming back. I do not want to lean on that. I want to bring in another here. What could happen with Antoine Woods as well? I think regardless of size, I want another base in there. All right, Mike? So, yeah, bring me another defensive tackle in here, and let's just be ferocious. We, we need an identity, right? You you think yes. about the Buffalo Bills, you think that's defense. about the top. Those boys are about defense. You know, you think about the Cowboys, what do you think about offense? Nobody talks about the defense on the Cowboys, it's a freaking joke right now. And the Cowboys need to turn that around to a more complete team, Mike. You're absolutely right, Joe. You're absolutely right. And and what would their identity be? You know, they, they had 14 takeaways in the December. Uh, can they can Dan Quinn, you know, bring that in to the start of 2021? I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, these guys – and it's so sad. Okay, they had 23 takeaways – Joe, the last time they even came close to that number was 2014, all right? We're talking mm. about six years of just not turning the ball over. Um, we haven't had a double-digit sack guy uh, since – when did DeMarcus Ware get that – or DeMarcus Lawrence get that, 2014? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Has he had double digits? Yeah. It's been they a long get- time. They gotta get they gotta get the Marcus Lawrence up and running to to that because the last two seasons he's had five point whatever sacks that that ain't gonna cut it. I love the Marcus Lawrence run run defense, but the sacks we gotta get that number up. Um, I agree, Mike. Good point there. Um, it's 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 uh, let's see. I'm I'm looking at it now here. Sacks 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 sacks. Give me sacks here. He had ten and a half sacks in 2018. So. We haven't had that many takeaways since 2014. We haven't had a 10-digit sack leader in two years, going on three. It's time for this defense to make a name for itself, find identity. If you're going to take the ball away, do it with finesse. If you're going to sack, have everybody sack with finesse. Quit this hot boys crap. You know, this. if you get a sack, you get to wear the chain. How about if you get 20 sacks in a season, then you get to wear the flipping chain. And I might buy some hot boy gear. <laughs> Five and a half sacks ain't gonna freaking do it for me. Yeah, I do, I do have to admit that they they did you know. Oh kinda... yeah, Robert Quinn did have eleven and a half sacks last year. I forgot, yeah. but I, I I even met that guy too. I apologize, Robert Quinn. Yeah, so they they lost some production there, but uh, yeah, so it, it, that'll be something to watch as far as defense. You know, do they want to add another pass rush? I mean, uh, Lawrence isn't getting any younger. He was drafted in twenty fourteen with. You know, Zach Martin, these guys have been playing in the league for for a while now. You know, 2014, that, that, that's that's quite a bit of time now. We're, we're getting close to wasting these guys' talent, so you got to get with it. You got to get with it. So interesting to see what they do in the draft. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about, you know, at least knowing what, what, we're, what we are. Guys in the comments in the chat box, let us know, what, what do you see the Cowboys' identity right now on defense as? Somebody I'll tell you this, though. They can't stop the run. I think that's one of them, right? Yeah, they can't stop the run for save. The, they, they couldn't stop a fly from going on their – a dead fly from going on their food. Yeah, that's 
that's not good identity for defense. Hey, we can run on these guys. Oh, we're playing the Cowboys this week. We're going to run on them with our backups. <laughs> I mean, that's look, look, that's how I see the defense right now. Like, they they got what the Giants that. did. The Giants' first two drives in Week 17, they only threw the ball twice. They were running it down our flipping throat. The Eagles with Jalen Hurts, they were running it down our flipping throats. Um, I mean, so many teams were like, you know what? We're going to run, 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 play action because these linebackers totally suck, and we're just going to throw the deep ball. Look at the Steelers game. They were throwing deep balls because they knew they could. They, they failed on like five of them, but eventually they started connecting. This team needs it. I like when has an offensive coordinator said, "Man, we're playing the Dallas Cowboys. We got a good defense. We got we got to watch this player. We got to watch that player. We got to protect uh, our quarterback and double team this player." When the hell have they ever said that? Doomsday defense. We're talking about the seventies here, Joe. <clears throat> Come on, get some identity. Yeah, they got they got to get that. I get that that uh, doomsday '90s and '70s defense. They they got to get. They gotta get that if we're gonna have any kind of success in here, you know. And like, like we said, maybe middle of the road, you know. As long as we're seeing some uh, improvement, improvement, I yes. think you know, it, because this offense has a, the ability to to put up some points, you know. So, man, if we could just improve that defense, to me that that is your number one issue in the offseason. We we got our coordinator now. Now let's go ahead and and uh, you know bolster up this defense. Let's bolster that baby up, man. Um, as far as the draft, we've got a good question here from Lavelle. Which players from the college football championship could the Cowboys radar or which players have improved the stock from the championship game yesterday? Um, you know, there, there's a couple that I liked. Obviously, for me, it was Barmore, Christian Barmore. I liked him, you know, th throughout the year. And, uh, man, he really stepped up in the big game. You know, this is another – uh, one of these Bama boys that, that has really, you know, put put himself out there on the forefront as far as you know, possibly being your DT one for this NFL draft. You know, I think coming into the draft, into this uh, the end of the season, I think he was probably like a, you know, second to late first round pick. I think with the performance uh, of this game against a pretty good, you know, Ohio State team, um. I think his draft stock went up. I think it went up uh, a pretty good amount. So, you know, we, we've seen Deron Payne, Allen, these guys, they've gotten drafted, you know, relatively high. So Christian Barmore, I think, is in, in a similar kind of category. So that would be a guy that would be awesome for the Cowboys. You know, if you put him in the mix there with, with Gallimore, you would just have a crazy rotation. And, and, the, and he plays violent, man. This guy is looking to – to bull rush you, he's got some moves. I love Christian Barmore, man. I, he's he's probably my favorite defensive tackles coming into this draft here, Mike. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah the uh, the other player Lavelle that I liked um, was Browning um, from Ohio State. I liked that linebacker uh, number five. I thought he had a solid game. Uh, he he looks like your prototypical sideline to sideline type of linebacker. Uh, plays the the run fits well containment i think he did a, a relatively good job you know containing some of these runs and uh, mac jones trying to you know to get out and roll out and these kinds of things so i think he's one to watch and and a good point on browning he will be at the senior bowl so keep an eye on, on him 
I think that's a good one, especially if we're talking about, you know, needing to add another linebacker here because we have so many of these one linebackers. Who do you bring back? You know what I mean? You're probably going to bring back one, one or two of those guys possibly. We'll see what Bernard does, but you have to think that they're going to draft a, another linebacker here at some point. Browning, I think, is a is a good one to consider, but there's a there's a lot more linebackers out there. Um, who else from the championship game, guys? Did you guys like Sean Wade? I know some people, Sean Wade, the cornerback. Um, I like him more as a, you know, as a uh, as a slot. You know, I, I don't like him on the outside. I actually like Jordan Lewis better than uh, than Sean Wade. I mean, Jordan Lewis, you know, showed that he could play on the outside when he was at Michigan. You know, he, his draft stock kind of fell because of off, off uh, you know, some issues that he had off the field, right? But and when I'm when I'm thinking about the two players, Sean Wade, nah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not high on him. I'm not too high on him. Uh, Patrick Sertan, hell of a. He he just shuts down his side of the field. He shuts it down. You know what I mean. And I think some people, you know, they kind of they'll hear things online or some of these, you know, major media sites will say, "Oh, well, he's not so fast and this and that." I'm like, if you're locking up a receiver, you know, you you can slow him down by locking him up. You know that that four 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 three speed goes away when you have a big physical. A cornerback like Patrick Sertan, and, he, and he's seen them all. You know what I mean? He's gone up against all of them. Uh, he will get beat here and there, but, I mean, that's a really good one to consider. Would you take him at 10? You know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he does at the combine. I think that'll be a big one there, Mike. But uh, those guys really stood out to me in, in the championship game. Um, a game that, that you watched, Mike, that, that you liked in that game? I, I didn't watch the game. I was supposed to. What? I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch oh, it. I, I, oh, no. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you the day that it was on. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I did yesterday, to be honest yeah. with you. But I, I didn't watch it. Yeah. No. That's, well, we'll get on top of that. Shout out. Foots the King in the house there. We appreciate you, Lavelle. Appreciate that question, man. That was great, great question, bro. I appreciate that, man. Foots the King in here. Yeah, Wade. Yeah, I agree, Foots. Um, yeah, didn't try to certain. Yeah, it, it was it was a good it was a good matchup, you know, um, in that game. But <laughs> Alabama was just too much. They were they were just too much for him. But those guys really stood out to me the most. And obviously, Devontae Smith, the wide receiver, he's gonna go really really early. He's gonna go so early. Refresh your comments. Let's see what we got here. Soup trap. <laughs> there hey, you go, up, buddy. This Cowboys podcast on YouTube. Period. Dallas Cowboys for life. Wow, bro, man, I do appreciate you, man. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in. I always see you in the comments in the chat box. We do appreciate you very much. Appreciate that. Wow, that's that's awesome, man. Thank you, brother. That's why we do this, man. I mean. We like to give this content to you guys and, and open up the conversation. We like to drive the conversation, right? That's that's really what the Frisco Report is about, driving the conversation, thinking a little bit outside the box here and keeping you up to date with, with a lot of, you know, what's coming up here with the Cowboys staying on top of it. 
Yeah, Soup Trap, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> the Money Trap, Stevie Mac. Appreciate you. Sean Wade is Anthony Brown. Yeah, I think he's a little better than Anthony Brown, but I, I definitely think he's more of a slot guy. I, I, if I were to take Sean Wade, I, I, I would bring him back inside. You know, some people even talk about could he be a safety. So we'll see if that happens. I think when you start talking about moving cornerbacks to, to safety, that's a little bit of a red flag to me. It's more like, uh, I don't know, this, is this a guy, a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of guy? I, I don't want that. You know what I mean? So, you know, no, no offense to any Ohio State fans. Um, I do like what they do with their their cornerbacks. I think they're, you know, um, one of the better programs out there for sure. <clears throat> man, yeah, man, that's, that's great. Appreciate that. Uh, man, thank thank you for for the love out here, guys. We can't do this without you guys. And uh, man, appreciate you. Awesome stuff, bro. What else you got, Mike? Sean Wade, six one. Yeah, that's. I'm looking at his size. He's six one, 195 pounds. I think I think if if you put him on Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper's just gonna eat his lunch. Um. I think I, I need to know his 40. I don't know his 40, but see how he, ha you know, if, if I'm looking at CD lamb, how does CD lamb and this guy match up? Um, but I need to get his 40 for that, but I'm sure he's fast as hell with, you know, he don't have a lot of weight. I bet he, I bet he's a track star. Um, but I see slot all day just with that size. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I think he's a slot guy. Um, April Showers, appreciate you, April. Sir Tan, Farley Slater at 10. I think, uh, I think Joe's froze out. I think Joe froze out, guys. But I'll hold it down till Joe comes back. Um, <laughs> hope you guys are enjoying the show. We were at 58 likes. Let's see if we can get to 65, guys. Can we get to 65 likes right here while Joe was frozen out? But uh, what did you guys think? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe's stuck at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mike. Uh, detailed podcast. He said weight isn't big enough, and he just isn't, guys. Uh, he, you know, I seen his weight there at 195. The guy just isn't big enough for NFL. Um, you know, Cesar Sanchez says weight Phillips smaller than six one. I'm just going off what I seen on his stats. Um, let's see here. Farley, he wants Farley. I don't know if Farley will be there at ten. It's going to be real close to see. Um, 10 is too high for, for Slater, absolutely. Uh, 100 likes so we can get Joe unfrozen, LOL. Hey, I like that, Stevie Mac 23. I do. I like that a lot. I, I don't know if Joe's going to come back. This is weird. I'm live here on his channel, right? Um, but 100%, guys, Joe said it best. We couldn't, we couldn't do it without you guys, um, you know, doing this show every, every Tuesday for you. I get excited. You want to see an hour go by. Um, or you want to, you want, you got an hour to kill. Um, definitely watch the Frisco report right here, guys. Welcome back, Joe. I was holding down the fort for you. 
appreciate all you guys, man. You guys are funny, man. I can't can't do so without you guys, man. You guys crack me up. I see those in here. Yeah, if we can get the hundred up there, I'd be appreciative. Stevie Mac, appreciate you, bro. I always see you in the in the chat box. Who do we pick at number ten? These are Sanchez. Yeah, that's gonna be the the discussion. Like I said, fifth year option is a little bit more. Um, as far as your top 10 picks, do the Cowboys take that into consideration? You know what I mean? Um, do they want to stay there? Do they want to move out a little bit and accumulate another pick or two? I think this is a great draft to actually get more in your top 50. You know what I mean? To be honest, you know, um, if you can get some more second or thirds, I think you're in business, man. Uh, I would love that, you know, depending on who's there at 10. You know, make a move there. Cowboys in the last couple of have stuck there. You know, they've kind of stayed where they're at. So do do they do they change it up a little bit? We'll see. We'll see what they to do. To be there. determined. To be to, determined. To be determined, indeed, indeed. Um, we will um, we will be hitting up the Senior Bowl next week. Mike and I are going to hit up a little bit of a sneak peek of which uh, which guys to watch. There's some good safeties in here that that uh, that will interest you. You know, Richie Grant, um, Gillespie, uh, Hosma, Nasrul Dean is another one. These guys are in the senior bowl. So there's some safeties. There's, there's some defensive tackles, Marvin Wilson. Um, offensive tackles, there's some good ones in here as well. So, guys, we're going to hit up the, the, senior bowl, the senior bowl coverage here next week. And uh, Mike and I are talking about doing some mock drafts coming up as well. We'll try to knock that out here live with you guys over the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, that, you know, it's just going to continue hone in on what the Cowboys are going to do this offseason. But, uh, man, we do appreciate you, Mike. Do you have anything before we cut out this evening? No. Thank you guys for watching. Um, Ca- underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter. Joe has it right underneath me. Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, guys. Um, thank you, guys. Soup Trap, that, that $100 donation. Couldn't do it without you guys. And we, don't, we don't even do it for the donations. We do yeah. it, number one, for the love of the Dallas Cowboys, and, and, and number two, to hang and talk with you guys. I, you know, I, I've seen and heard a lot of Dallas Cowboy podcasts, and not one of them includes their fans like the way Joe does it. Um, you guys are well part of the show, just as me and Joe are. Absolutely. Well, well said, Mike. Man, appreciate Soup Trap again. Appreciate you, man. Much love to everybody that supports the channel. Everybody that watches live, that's that's showing support. Everybody talking in the chat box, that's that's support. So we see the love and we do appreciate you. And let's get let's get this ride going, man. It's gonna be a great, great offseason for the Cowboys and the discussion here with you guys. But that's it for tonight. We'll catch you for the next episode, guys. Peace out, everybody.